one normal day covering Chelsea. That's all I ask for will never happen. Hello there guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Chelsea. I'm Daniel Childs, I hope you're doing well, hope you're keeping safe, hope you're ready for today's game against Crystal Palace because of course Chelsea are playing today. But we are going to make a news show today and just obviously react to the huge news that broke last night from several reports that Chelsea have hijacked Arsenal's move for Shakhtar the next winger, Mikhailo Mudrik. A massive, massive piece of news and that is going to dominate today's show obviously because kind of has to with all the news that's come out and the reaction and kind of giving you my thoughts on this deal whether I think it's a positive or negative where Chelsea should be focusing in this window what is Mudrick going to bring to Chelsea all of that stuff will be covered as I say if you are new around here please hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads if you want to listen to the show as a podcast Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 Min podcast network link in the description box below to check it out as a podcast if that's kind of the way you'd like to consume the content we've got it all up there as well but let's get into the news um so I want to say that there was sort of the 3, 3 p.m. kickoffs going on uh, around, you know, the Premier League yesterday. And I want to say it was close to the end of those games. We got this news from Fabrizio Romano that Chelsea apparently had sent reps out to uh, Turkey, where Shakhtar are currently based in a training camp, to have this meeting over Mudrik, trying to hijack the deal. Then Matt Law reported in the Telegraph the same thing. Chelsea had gone uh, to Turkey to try and make this deal happen. One source apparently told the Telegraph on Saturday night that Chelsea are going for it. They must think they can do it. And in under an hour, I want to say, after that report from Matt Law, we had from David Ornstein in The Athletic, Chelsea agree a 100 million euro deal for Mikhailo Mudrik and hijack Arsenal move for the winger. A deal has now been agreed on a fixed fee of 70 million euros, which is about 62 million pounds, with a further 30 million euros, 26.5 million pounds in add-ons. Personal terms have also been agreed between Chelsea and the 22-year-old with a seven-year-plus contract to be signed. Apparently, Chelsea representatives, including Director of Global Talent and Transfers, Paul Wynne Stanley, and a senior board member, which I think has been reported is Beydad Gbali, traveled to Turkey to hold these face-to-face -face talks. Uh, where the Ukrainian club, as we've already said, was holding that training camp. Then Chelsea did release a statement later in the night after a few sort of eye emojis with Shakhtar and asking people on Instagram to follow Mikhailo Mudrik. It was just a bit bizarre. Chelsea are discussing terms with Shakhtar for the transfer of Mikhailo Mudrik. Should a deal be agreed between the two clubs, then the Ukrainian international will discuss personal terms with the Blues ahead of a permanent transfer. Kind of weird positioning from Chelsea. We have reports that the deal has been agreed and it, it's basically done. Mikhailo Mudrik is flying over to London to get it all done. The medical is going to happen soon and then also Chelsea on their social accounts are kind of effectively winking and nodding that the deal is done and then release a statement saying kind of the opposite that it isn't really done yet it's just I've never seen that from Chelsea uh, just a bit bizarre and kind of adds to the chaos of the situation a little bit more background here from Ben Jacobs from uh, CBS Madrid has verbally agreed to personal terms on deal until summer 2030 but only after asking whether Arsenal would match Chelsea's offer Arsenal's advanced talks overlapped with Chelsea's hijack Arsenal made it clear they wouldn't pay 100 million euros this I'm told was related to Mudrik. This is key. Mudrik hasn't U-turned and just picked Chelsea over Arsenal. He's agreed to Chelsea over staying at Shakhtar. Always said he wanted a winter move and the Premier League was of huge appeal. Chelsea made a very strong and quick pitch. But it's important to note Mudrik's dream has been Arsenal throughout. It just became apparent in the last few hours. And with two suitors, only one would give Shakhtar what they wanted. I do want to bring up this tweet from Matt Law um, saying, By my reckoning, Chelsea have an entire team of forwards either permanently at the club due to join, loaned in or loaned out. And that is Mudrik, 
Nkunku, Felix Sterling, Havertz, Pulisic, Ziyech, Aubameyang, Breuer, Lukaku and Hudson and Hudson Odoi. This is unsustainable. They also bid uh, for Noni Maduake, who is of course at PSV Eindhoven. We will probably touch on him if that deal progresses a little bit because that that's another interesting one to cover. But how do I feel about this? Um, confusion is something I, I've picked up a lot and that was kind of my instant reaction and then kind of seeing people's reaction to it as well. Now, I, I think it's fair to go on the other point of view on this is that if we go into the summer and Chelsea are going to do kind of a clear out of some players, if let's say Christian Pulisic, Hakim Ziyech and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, let's just, just say those three leave the club, that obviously creates space for a player like Mikhailo Mudrik. We could even see Hakim Ziyech, I think, leave. I, I think one of Ziyech or Pulisic, maybe not Pulisic now because he's injured, but I could see Ziyech leaving now because Chelsea have not only signed Joao Felix on loan for the rest of the season, they've now apparently signed Mikhailo Mudrik. So I, if I'm Hakim Ziyech and I'm already sort of a little bit unsettled before the World Cup at Chelsea, I'm probably going to be pushing for a move. I, I think that's more likely. The only thing I think that could halt that is is the injury situation. But, you know, I'd rather let Ziyech go promote Amari Hutchinson, maybe. You know, I, I could see that happening. So there would potentially be space. But I just look again at this kind of data-driven planning team think tank that Chelsea have been building. And it kind of flies in the face of a lot of that this deal. You know, Chelsea, there's apparently been briefs to very good sources in the media like Matt Law that Chelsea were only kind of speculating on whether they'd go for Mudrik. It wasn't really that serious. That may have just been a, a sort of a kind of a strategy from Chelsea to make it clear that they weren't going in and then very much in the, in the 11th hour go in and try and sign Mudrik and they, they've accomplished that. So Chelsea apparently could have been very serious about Mudrik all along and that was just to kind of uh, take away interest from this. But, you know, it is a lot of money and it is for a player who, as we believe, had his heart set on another club. Apparently, he's agreed to come to Chelsea. This isn't like the Rafinha or Jules Kunde situation, specifically the Rafinha one in that, you know, Chelsea agreed a deal with Leeds over the summer. And that was my fear when I, when I originally read this piece last night and, and these stories that we're going to have another situation where this is going to drag on and on and eventually either he stays at Shakhtar or he goes to Arsenal where he actually wants to be. So maybe that's a stumbling block when he actually comes to Chelsea. This doesn't mean all my confusion over where money should be spent elsewhere. You know, what does this mean for Chelsea trying to get good value in the market? It feels like Chelsea, under this new ownership, are just going to pay whatever they're asked to. Uh, even if it isn't a £100 million, and even if it is over a period of time, which is how most transfers are structured. Rob Prattley, who I definitely suggest you go and follow, did a lot of great reporting on this and kind of explaining of this over the summer of kind of like misconceptions in the transfer window. So it isn't like a... we. I think a lot of us have kind of onlookers just watch FIFA career mode and think that 100 million has just been passed to Shakhtar Donetsk right now. Obviously, that's not the way business works in football. But I just, I look at the player, I also look at the, what is going to be asked of Mikhailo Mudrik to come into Chelsea. You know, you compare the environments between Arsenal and Chelsea at the moment. Arsenal are settled, they're happy, that, that mood around that club is very positive at the moment. They're at the top of the league. They could go eight points clear today if they beat Spurs in the North London derby. And there's a very settled system there. Mikhail Arteta has sort of a, such a power and grasp over his squad that, that, as I say, clarity over what's going on at that club. And he could have very much settled in and not been under immense pressure, Mikhailo Mudrik, to come in and, and, and be an inspirational figure from the off because things are going well at Arsenal. It just would have added greater depth to their options. At Chelsea, we have injuries. We're in terrible form. Graham Potter is under pressure as a head coach. There's such a lack of clarity over what Chelsea's going to be, this new Chelsea's going to be. 
And Mikhailo Mudrik, a bit like Joao Felix, I think is going to be leaned upon very quickly with this uh, profile and stature and, and the price tag and all of that stuff to come in and make an impact. That may be great for the player. He may, as a young player, come into Chelsea and really thrive off that pressure. Um, you know, compared to recent years when he would have arrived at Chelsea, maybe been lost in a shuffle. This may be actually a good time to arrive at Chelsea and really stake your claim for a first uh, team position. But it just, I can understand why people have been very critical of Chelsea since the summer about our lack of planning and how chaotic things look. We'll look at this deal and, and you know, very much make that claim. And I can, I can completely appreciate it because... As well, uh, Nodi Manoake and all these players that Chelsea are trying to bring in, you know, at some point, you know, Chelsea are going to have to cut their losses on some players. And I think for players like Hudson Odoi, for instance, I'd be looking at a permanent move away unless there is a massive clear out of even more players that create space for him in the summer. I would be moving away from Chelsea because I just I, I don't see, you know, Chelsea look like they're just going to keep spending and spending and spending in this area. But we will see whether that's proven right or wrong in a couple years time Mudrik could prove to be a wonderful player for Chelsea and as I said with Felix despite my current reservations I hope that that's the case I really do but we look at other areas central midfield I was watching the Man United uh, Man City game and again Casemiro you know you see the impact Casemiro has had it seems to me to be a bit of an in-joke at Chelsea of just spending as much money in every single area apart from central midfield now it's been going on for about three or four years now as I said at the start, you know, we can't really judge this window on the 15th of January. We have to judge it after the 31st of January. There could still be a move for a midfielder. But again, you just ponder all this time taken up, you know, whether going in, going in for Joao Felix, whether going in for Mikhailo Mudrik. Could this money have been spent elsewhere? To bring up, I was going to bring up the Enzo Fernandez point. But apparently, you know, the difference in sort of negotiating stances between Shakhtar and Benfica is Benfica want that money like right now. They, you know, they don't want installments which is apparently what Chelsea wanted to do with Enzo Fernandez. fair point you know Chelsea aren't just going to pay them 120 million what is it euros right now uh, so I understand that point but it's still I, I still think it begs the question why aren't Chelsea investing in for me what is their most problematic and essential area I've seen people try and bring up we need more of a creative outlet but I still think the balance issue in central midfield is is such a big priority for Chelsea and causes so many problems you see the problems Liverpool are having this season kind of having a similar season to Chelsea and how exposed they are in central midfield it's a similar problem at Chelsea and have has been for some time and I think addressing that issue will hopefully like Casemiro has for Man United elevate the levels of a lot of other players and also create a structure that I think Graham Potter can then work and build upon that's my opinion at least I mean people may disagree but we will see I mean I, I still kind of wonder whether this deal is going to fall through uh, I, I think it won't now it seems to be touch wood this is going to happen Mikhailo Mudrik will become a Chelsea player and you never know he may be involved against Liverpool next weekend at Anfield which is a huge game for both clubs it really is and obviously we've got the game against Crystal Palace later today wanted to give you my reaction to this one of confusion but one I've hoped that Mikhailo Mudrik turns out to be a wonderful player for Chelsea as I do when any when it, we, we sign anyone I hope they turn out to be brilliant but I have to question the thinking behind these signings I have to question the value Chelsea are getting out of these signings how, you know, where's the priority going in this window and why are Chelsea, you know, uh, uh, Nori Manawake, for instance, I think falls more into that kind of data-driven strategy than, say, Mikhailo Mudrik, which kind of just feels like Chelsea, you know, from an outside, again, we're going from an outsider's perspective here. It looks like a Premier League rival has gone in for someone 
And Chelsea have just tried to outbid that that club, got the deal done. Do we actually need this player? What is the plan, long-term plan for Mikhailo Mudrik as a young player to continue his development at Stamford Bridge in a different environment to one he's thrived at recently? That in itself is a massive question. I do want to say, just for a little bit of triggering, I mean, I do find it funny the reaction of Arsenal fans. I, you know, they have got very little to complain about and they're still getting angry at Chelsea. I just think that's still quite wonderful. So I, I will leave it at that. That's If there's one positive of this deal, it's triggering Arsenal fans and making them unhappy at a time when they should be very happy. Uh, but that is it for today's show. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea for more Chelsea content. Go on TikTok as well. We've got Chelsea content up there as well. Follow me on, on, on the podcast. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Have a great Sunday and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Mm-hmm.